What's going on, everybody? Steve here with episode two of the Rolling and Rambling podcast. Today, I'm going to talk about accessibility in our society. And not uh, just accessibility for everyone. Accessibility for people with disabilities and mobility issues. Accessibility in terms of access to older buildings and things like that. Now, you might think, oh, well, this doesn't apply to me because... I am not in a wheelchair, or I don't have a disability, or I don't know anybody with a disability. And that's the point of this. I'm going to go into the reasoning why it affects everybody and why people need to think about it without getting upset or getting weird. Just think about it in terms of, if this happened to me or a friend, what would I do? And how uh, somebody that is fully healthy and able-bodied and has full mobility, can actually do more to help somebody uh, change the accessibility scope in their city or the province or the state or wherever they are than they think they can. So to give you guys a little more background, because I got some coaching from a friend of mine about the things I should do with my podcast, the fact that you can't see me and some of you don't know who I am, changes things. So I am 38 years old. I live in Victoria, British Columbia. I've pretty much lived here almost my whole life. Moved here when I was seven with my parents from Edmonton. And I have cerebral palsy, so I was born three months premature. And I use a manual wheelchair to get around. I live on my own in subsidized housing. I drive with hand controls. Uh, I work uh, part-time right now have done full-time in the past, have a bunch of side hustles, trying to uh, do the entrepreneurial thing has happened for me quite a bit. And as a result, I did accessibility consulting, which meant I went to businesses and said, hey, your building is not uh, accessible for somebody with a disability. Let me change that for you. Here's a report that I do. This is the money that I charge for it. And then you go and do those renovations. And voila, um, you'll be accessible and people with disabilities will come into your establishment, therefore increasing your revenue and uh, helping offset the cost for making all the renovations. Now, that pie-in-the-sky plan was sort of wonderful in thought, but as execution, one of the things that I noticed was that everyone sort of took my report and did nothing with it, or if they renovated it, specifically a restaurant at one point renovated it, to the actual point where they didn't have to do a bunch of accessibility stuff. Because if they changed like their bathroom or made things more accessible to a degree, then I guess that put them in a different section as far as the building code goes and cost them way more money. So people tend to, as far as businesses, because they're trying to, you know, stay afloat and make money, even pre-COVID, uh, they only did the sort of bare minimum. So then after that, I was like, I'm going to join a committee with the city of Victoria. And I'm going to change the policies and the procedures and everything is going to be different because once the city is more accessible and they have a guideline for businesses, everything's going to be great. And that was a bunch of crap too. Uh, and I, I'm not talking about these negatively in terms of that they weren't a positive experience for some, and I guess we did make some progress, but I can openly admit to myself that I feel like my five years on this committee with the city um, 
was definitely not utilized. I've often said it's a bit of a waste of time, and I still believe that because we just didn't get much done, and the city still did a lot of things that were not helpful, and it gave me this revelation that people that aren't in the situation or don't have family members that have a disability or, or some sort of struggle, they don't really understand it. They just don't get it. And it's not that they're trying to be mean or disrespectful or piss somebody off or, or you know, say a few to people with disabilities. It's nothing like that. It's simply they don't understand what we go through. And so I think over the next little while, uh, every once in a while I'm going to do an episode to sort of give people a more insight into what I deal with. This podcast is going to be sort of sprinkled with a bunch of different ideas. But if you're sitting here and you know me, uh, and you know I'm the only sort of person in a wheelchair that you know or that you interact with on a regular basis, or you have an elderly grandparent, or even if you're a, a mom or a dad or a you know or sort of a, anybody with small kids and you got to push strollers around, this accessibility issue helps you as well uh, and helps your family members. And, you know, we're there in British Columbia specifically, there's around 700,000 or so people that identify or self-identify as somebody with a disability. And that's a pretty big chunk of the population. It's about, you know, anywhere between sort of 15 and 20 percent in 18 to 35 year olds. And then up above that, once you get into seniors, it can be a higher percentage. But if you think about that, the big chunk of the population is still fit and healthy and able-bodied and can run up and down the stairs and often does stairs for exercise and, and doesn't sort of give a consideration to the fact that when you go into a coffee shop or a restaurant, you got to go up a step or that the stall, there's no accessible one. And so like, you know, there's even jobs that I can't, that I would be fully qualified for that I cannot take uh, because I can't get into the building. Now COVID helps a little bit with that because most people are working from home now and hopefully that'll continue because I think that helps a lot of people, not just people with disabilities. But if you're somebody with a disability, it can be kind of frustrating because you tell somebody these issues and then they're fired up for a couple of days or a week and they want to do all this stuff and they want to help you. But then life gets in the way just like everything else and they forget. So if you're, it's not top of mind, it's not something that the really sort of remember to do or advocate for again not being disrespectful or ignorant it's just they forget and I think my goal now as opposed to doing all this advocacy and talking to people with disabilities and you know seniors and things on what their struggles are that ends up just a sort of a negative spiral of you know who's got it worse or this or that or we start telling stories about this happened to me I'm in a wheelchair this happened to me I use a walker this happened to me I have low vision and you know we sort of as people with disabilities in a community we know our struggles so we just talk about them amongst ourselves and get each other fired up but that doesn't create change change is going to get created when people that are not disabled uh, and this might be one of you listening to the podcast, when you decide, hey, you know, uh, this restaurant isn't accessible for somebody with a disability, you know, and I'm going to decide 
that even though I'm not having anybody with a disability with me or, you know, anything like that, I would rather choose a place that is accessible or have a conversation with a friend that's opening up a business and saying, hey, you know, if you talk to somebody and maybe put a ramp in here or, you know, um, how come you don't have any disabled employees? And again, it's not to make anybody have any uncomfortable conversations and, and start an argument because, I mean, everybody's really on edge nowadays especially, but people sort of jump at the chance to, to have an argument on why they can't do something. But, you know, if you're, uh, you know, a, a healthy, able-bodied individual, just take a look at your surroundings for the next, you know, two, three days and think about like, hey, you know, if I blew my knee out, and again, uh, I'm not trying to jinx anybody or anything like that, but if I blew my knee out or my kid twisted their ankle or... Um, my, my elderly mother or grandmother had to come and live with me. Could we make it work? How would we make it work? Would it be accessible? Could they get into the tub? Can they get into the toilet? Uh, you know, can they get onto the bed? Can they function with some degree of normalcy, uh, within a daily life if something happened to make me either temporary or permanently disabled? And the answer for a lot of people is no. Because new houses go up, they've got stairs. Like, nothing is built with accessibility in mind unless it has to be. That's why most new buildings for corporations and things are accessible. So for the next week or two days or three days or two hours, whenever you go out, just take a look. Did I have to step up to get into this coffee shop? Did I have to um, go up two flights of stairs to get to my bedroom? Did I have to go up down one flight of stairs to get to my laundry? Um, if I had somebody with a, a walker or a stroller or a wheelchair try and get into my front door, could they do it without me lifting them? And just see, just, just take stock of that. And, you know, you can, you don't have to tell anybody, you don't have to sort of, uh, feel bad about it or think you need to change anything right now, but just for now, look at, look at what that does and think about that in terms of all the advocacy and everything that's going on in the world where all the things we're trying to change, you know, disability affects us all. When we get older, we're all going to be more, uh, we're all going to be more disabled, less mobile if you want to use that term. But at the end of the day, you know, just take a look at your surroundings and see what it would be like to live in your current situation if you had some sort of disability and see if you could do it and think about what you would have to change. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you on the next one.